What's up and welcome to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 117. My name is Jason. I'm one of your co-hosts and I'm joined as always by your other co-host whose name this evening is Penis. <laughs> and I did not... <laughs> I had to pause and think about that because it was right there in front of me, but I did not realize, of course, that that was saying Penis, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Travis. Mm-hmm. Travis, what's good? Uh, you know, I was really excited when I thought of this name. <laughs> I told you I had a great name this week, so... You did. You got me. Yeah, so think about this. When you eat shepherd's pie or chicken carbonara, um, what does the P bring to the meal? It brings penis. <laughs> it has its fugazi of pee. It is... It's... Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a... It's like a... What is that called? You mean Dupree? You have to find your nest, like your Jason-ness. Well, it's fucking the, fairy dust. Exactly. So the penis brings a little bit of pea flavor to the room. So I was does really it? happy when I thought of that. Does it? That's great. You did. You did good. You, you stumped me. I wasn't. <laughs> I was reading that. I was like, penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, how uh, how's life? Fucking life. Bing bong. Greatest video I've ever seen in my life. I wrote bing bong on the highway to success at work the other day. And uh, somebody said, what does that mean? And I was like, if you know, you know. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, it's from, just it's from Coney off. Island. And I just walk off. It's from Coney Island. Dude, Bing, even if, fuck your life. <laughs> Dude, even if all that is fake, and it's just like a group of people just like making a YouTube video, That's it's, still, it's still hilarious. The, the guy in the hard hat is, is hilarious. Yeah. Is he holding cats or rabbits or something? He's holding a cat at one point or maybe a miniature dog. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. (laughs) What do you want to say to Joe Biden right now? (laughs) Oh my God. That's a classic. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, Ariana Grande, I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) To pull up, come to Coney or something, come to the island, something like that. Jesus. I don't know what we would do without the internet. I know one thing we would, yeah, we would, nobody would be listening to this podcast. I know that for certain, but. Well, before we we move on here, I I did want to say that I successfully, I think anyway, I didn't get fired, uh, made it through my 30-day trial writing for Gaming Nexus, and it seems like they're going to keep me around. I got to say, I've been been cranking out some news articles, some internet stories, as it were, as one of our former bosses would say. Uh, I I think I'm up to maybe 55 news articles in the last 30 days, Mm -hmm. so... That's pretty good. Me and another lad at the site um, are like neck and neck and like we're not competing, but like I feel like we're secretly competing. I don't know if that's real or not. Maybe that's just in my head, mm-hmm. but I can't keep I can't keep up with him. He's a machine. So, yeah, between the two of us, we've written over 100 news stories in the last 30 days, which I think is it, it was is insane, but it's going good. I'm enjoying it. I'm in my element. I am disappointed to report that. Two, the first two video games that I requested to review have apparently fallen through. Um, the codes did not come through, at least as of yet, unless they're going to like drop it on us like the day before these games come out. <laughs> I, I won't say what they are, obviously. So in the meantime, to kind of make up for that, I am in the process of requesting something else uh, that's upcoming that piqued my interest. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get to review my first video game one of these days. Anyway, Travis, we are a playstation podcast where you and i get together each and every week to discuss all the week's news rumors new game releases and announcements and much more all in under 90 minutes we post new episodes on all of the usual podcast services around the globe and as well as youtube where we also share gameplay videos and i've been dabbling in youtube shorts this week i don't know if you've noticed that or not it, it showed up in my subscriptions like all my yeah. subscript all of my subscriptions do them and I was mm-hmm. scrolling through and I was like, that's the logo. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't like that shorts are in the subscription feed, mm-hmm. but I also understand that to be relevant, it's a, it's a necessity. Yeah. It's like a YouTube reel. I mean, it's like an Instagram reel. Yeah. It's a fine line. Like, I feel like I don't want to annoy people, but I also, I mean, the, the YouTube algorithm is skewed and they'll, they'll tell you like they email the podcast email all the time with like these newsletters or whatever. And they're like, Oh, make a short. Like it's no secret that they're pushing shorts. Right. So you got to do it. I felt like we had to do it. And I will say we're getting good 
viewership, I guess, uh, on the shorts. And we've gotten some subscribers, a few subscribers from the ones I did this week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to go overboard, maybe like two or three shorts a week, just clips from the show, something like that. I'm not going to be one of these these people that post these stupid fucking videos of like screaming, me screaming into the camera. Or nothing. Like, that's not us. You know what I mean? So, yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, that's not us. We're going to stay true to ourselves. But uh, anyway, so we're on YouTube. You can check us out there. I posted some Modern Warfare 2 beta gameplay today. Found my favorite weapon in in that uh, game that we'll discuss later on. And uh, also find us on social media. We would love to hear from you and chat PlayStation. Our primary uh, weapon of choice is Twitter, where we go by at the DualSense pod. But we're also on Instagram, where we share virtual photography from in-game photo modes, as well as uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page if you've prefer to use that for some reason uh there's also a blog it's called the dualsense podcast.wordpress.com you can get the episodes there the show notes our pictures our bios etc so please find us and and chat with us we'd love to hear from you and without further ado let's now jump into this week's news and it's really not terribly not a terribly busy news week or noteworthy news week but you know there's some interesting stuff here nonetheless as always here we go Number one, Sony revealed that the previously announced PlayStation Stars rewards program will be coming to North and South America on October the 5th, followed by Europe and Australia on October the 13th. The program is free to join with players needing an adult account for PlayStation Network to sign up. A PlayStation Plus membership is not required to join, although being a member will grant extra benefits that were not disclosed. Players can join via the PlayStation app on iOS and Android devices or at PlayStation.com. The program is not directly accessible on PlayStation consoles, however, at this time, but they've said that that is coming in the future. By being a PlayStation Stars member, players can earn rewards by completing campaigns and activities, such as the monthly check-in campaign, which only requires you to play any game in a month to receive a reward. One of the very first campaigns will be the quote-unquote hit play slash 1994 campaign, and it will require you to correctly launch games that match song-based clues to receive a collectible. Rewards range from PSN wallet funds to digital collectibles that you can display on your PSN profile. The PlayStation Stars program is already out in Asian markets at the time of recording, which revealed that earned points can be used to purchase certain PlayStation Store games or PSN wallet funds. It's PlayStation, so it of course did not go off without a bit of controversy, Travis, as we also learned that the program has a four-tier level system. All players begin at level one and work their way up by buying games and earning trophies. Buying four full-price games and earning 128 rare trophies will get you to level four, which in turn gives you priority over others in the queue on contacting PlayStation <laughs> customer support, which has set people off. And uh, yeah, so here we are. We're staring down the barrel of becoming a PlayStation star. What do you think? The, my biggest problem with this is, and this probably won't surprise you because you know me, my biggest problem with this is I can't directly access it on the console. Like, why? Yeah. Why are we releasing this? This seems very oh, easy to fix. Um, in the long line of things that happen in my life, that feels like people that wear suits don't fucking understand what's happening. This is a great example of that, dude. It's a yeah. PlayStation console, and I can't access your Stars program on the console. Wow. Yeah. That being said, of course I'll sign up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. anyway, when I was reading through this. You know, you buy four full price games and you earn the 120 rare trophies and you get to tier four. Well, first of all, like week one, you'll probably already have the four games bought. <laughs> so, oh, of course, easy enough because I think we both waited on some games to buy just to make sure you know we oh, yeah. get get our get our rewards for them. So that's easy yeah. enough there. And the trophies we'll get them by accident. So uh, uh, for people like us that you know, I would consider myself a casual gamer. I don't think that it's that hard to get the tier four, first of all. I mean, that's that's not that bad. No. It does not bother me at all that you get priority for customer support. Like, Oh, really? No, because the way I look at it is, if I'm PlayStation and I'm a capitalist, which they are, they want to make money. You want to service people who spend the most money on your, on your platform. And okay. the whole point of creating the tiers is somebody... It's going to show you who's, who's, for lack of a better term, committed to that level. Like people in the tier four, they have bought the games, right? They put, spent time in the games. They're invested in a way, a different way than somebody who gets on once a month. So somebody who gets on once a month that calls and is like, some weird shit's happening, whatever. 
it's like, okay, I could spend the same amount of resources to fix your problem as somebody who is way more invested. I get a much larger return on a tier four person than I do a tier one. So it's like, if you're tier mm. one and I lose you, it's like, am I really losing anything? Not really. Mm. But being, I guess the kind of argument to that is if you're even going to sign up for the rewards thing, probably 95% of us will be tier four anyway. Yeah, that's a fair point. I hadn't considered that really. The fact that, you know, there is going to be that initial lull or gap or, you know, progress where nobody's going to be tier four. But I mean, if you're playing on PlayStation and you don't buy four PlayStation games in a year on the PlayStation store, <laughs> you know, I would argue like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you, are, with that said, there, I understand there are people too that only play Call of Duty and like Madden. Right. You know, well, you're halfway like there. that's it. Yeah. But you're halfway there. Just go ahead and buy 2K and, you know, whatever. Just, Aper, uh, Battlefield. It was his two, this is four full price games. So you could buy, yeah some five dollar games those are full price that is also a good point i wonder if that's going to be a caveat like oh i can't buy one of these 4.99 i'm sure you know easy platinum yeah. games or am i gonna have to buy like do they mean 60 dollar or 70 dollar games and when they say full price that's a fair question too so in typical playstation fashion we are left <laughs> with some question marks still mm -hmm. as to what is exactly going on here you also make a valid point as to why is this not available on console? Like, why can they not bring this feature to have access to this on console? Doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. So you got to either do it from your phone, which I really don't have a problem with. Like you said, I don't have a problem using the PlayStation app to do this, but it just doesn't. That's like saying, hey, here's PlayStation Plus. The only way you can download PlayStation Plus games is from the PlayStation app. <laughs> You can't do it from the console. So that is weird to me. Uh, I'm sure that it's obviously coming. They've said as much, but just, I don't know, typical weird shit from them. And then I'm surprised to, I'm not really surprised, I guess, that you don't have an issue with the four tier support. I think in principle, I have a problem with it just because I, I think it's kind of a shitty in a way for them to do that to people. But I think you also make a good point that who does who is not buying four full price games and then 128 rare trophies i don't i don't even i don't know what that what's considered a rare trophy i don't know what that, i don't i'm not sure if that's like a gold trophy or that just is rare beside it you know what i mean oh yeah like the yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah i forget about that how they're ranked by rarity or whatever so i guess that's I, I don't know i don't think i don't feel like that's too stiff of an ask i i think it's just gonna it is gonna take a little time but I don't know. I think you've I think you've talked me down off the ledge a little bit. I was like kind of fighting mad about it at at, at start at the start of it. Uh, not really for me, but for other people. But I think you've maybe you, you've talked me back a little bit. So anyway, we'll we'll see how how it all plays out, and if they continue to stick with this four tier customer support. Number two, Video Games Chronicle reported that the God of War PC port studio Jetpack Interactive has revealed in a post on professional social site LinkedIn that they are working on a AAA live service title with Sony, writing, quote, We're excited to embark on a new live services title with Sony, and we're ready to launch. If you're an experienced game developer and want to join our team to ship a AAA title, reach out, end quote. Jetpack also stated that it is, quote, working directly with Sony to develop one of its flagship IPs within its much-anticipated live services games portfolio, quote. The studio is also not done working on the God of War franchise. After they previously ported the 2018 God of War reboot to PC back in January, saying, quote, the port has been commercially successful and the, and the game received praise from critics and Sony Santa Monica itself. Jetpack continues to work with Sony Santa Monica on the God of War franchise, end quote, suggesting that they are also doing the PC port of Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. I would say pretty much confirmed. Yes. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about a a studio like Jetpack, not 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 even a PlayStation studio making a AAA live service game based on a PlayStation IP. You know, every time I see something like that, I'm like, okay, when when is PlayStation buying them? That's always my reaction. And bingo, yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, they've already done some ports, so like, hello, like yeah. they 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 want that. They want the PC port, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Just sidebar, really quick. Of course, this game received praise from the critics. It doesn't like why would it not? It was great on PlayStation. Why would it suddenly suck on a PC port? But anyway, <laughs> they would really have to just destroy it for it to be, not have been. Yeah, it'd have to be uh, Rockstar making uh, <laughs> using a mobile port. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so 
you can read this one of two ways, which is either they're getting a AAA IP that they're developing on their own, or mm-hmm. which what I think is more likely is they're helping a well-known IP to be a live service. So I think that they're mm-hmm. that's what I think they're doing is they're in some way they're they're helping, yeah. they're assisting. They're not actually maybe running the show per se, but mm-hmm. maybe them assisting is kind of a trial. So PlayStation already knows they can port. Hey, how can you work? I'd help us actually develop something from maybe maybe from scratch. Really, what way yeah. do your can your programmers help your developers help that kind of a thing? So, I think it's like you know we talked about before. It's another tree out, and mm-hmm. I have no idea what the AAA title will be, but I would be willing to bet it's a hundred percent. In some, the capacity is not there fully in charge. They're definitely helping somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that you're right. It seems odd to me that Sony. And PlayStation would just say, hey, here's a whatever. Go ahead and make us a AAA live service game. Mm-hmm. One of the very first, probably, in this whole initiative that we're going to put out, we want you to just go ahead and just free reign on that. So that does <laughs> seem odd. Secondarily, yes, I also agree this is a tryout. Uh, this, this, if they do well on this, I think they're going to get acquired. Kind of like the... Uh, team first contact entertainment that is making that firewall ultra psvr2 game Mm -hmm. i think if that game launches and it's very well received i think they'll get acquired as well which makes sense the last thing i want to say about the live service game is it seems like it has i don't know how it would be but it seems like it has to be god of war somehow right like Mm -hmm. i can see that it's the only ip that they've worked on for for sony and I wonder if they could do like a Ghost of Tsushima style mode where they there's like a co-op PVE type of thing going on. So I'm curious. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something totally different, yeah. but it just seems like that's like their wheelhouse now in a way. So it almost like you can take, you can let Sony Santa Monica make Ragnarok while these guys make a live service component right. that comes out later down the road, just like they did with Legends for Tsushima. And then, you know, you don't have to tie down mm-hmm. Sony Santa Monica making a live service multiplayer game. Yeah, I wonder too, like, there's so many live services that we've been promised in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like a few of these live services have to be gambles, like a like a God of War live service would be a gamble in a sense. I agree. So I think that a few of them have to be that, or there's no way they can reach those numbers they've been talking about. So that that does line up to me. Yeah, I agree. Number three, a couple of PlayStation exclusives are headed to PC in the near future. Sackboy, A Big Adventure will make the jump on October the 27th, according to a revealed trailer that was released prematurely by Sony's Latin American YouTube channel, and it was later confirmed officially. It will feature support for 4K at 120 frames per second, 21 by 9 ultra-wide monitors, NVIDIA, deep learning, super sampling, and variable refresh rate. Sackboy was originally released for PS4 and PS5 back in 2020 as a launch game for the PS5. It won't be alone, however, as the cult hit PS5 title Returnal is also headed to PC, although no release date has been announced. Footage surfaced this week of the PC settings menu for Returnal, and combined with developer Housemark's recent PC tools talk at Games Developers Conference and a Steam database entry for the game, it's a no-brainer. Sony has ramped up its PC ports in the second half of this year, with Spider-Man Remastered moving to PC in August, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection coming on October the 19th, and Spider-Man Miles Morales still to come as well this fall. So what do you think about some some more PC releases and Sony really cooking on these things, getting them out in a hurry? They're they're getting them out faster than I imagined. I mean, and to use use your words, it's really a no-brainer, really. I mean... How could you not? Everything they put out has been a huge success commercially and, of course, with the critics, as I just said. So makes a lot of sense from that front. I think we've talked about Returnal going to PC before. I yeah. know you've talked mm-hmm. about it directly, but I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that Housemark had a TED Tools talk for everybody at GDC, and it seems to be <laughs> pretty much out pretty well there. Yeah, You know, Sackboy doesn't do a lot for me. I know it's a cult hit, but... I think Returnal could actually do really well on PC based off of what the game is, how it works, and the type of people that play PC typically. Um, Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Uncharted doing well on PC, I think, are all... Well, you know, Spider-Man's already done well, but I think Uncharted doing well 
mm-hmm. will be it's an obvious thing, right? Miles Morales will crush. Those have crossover appeal and I think Returnal is a nice PC niche. The question I have is Sackboy. I think Sackboy will be the least um successful out of all these ports. It's just you know, like the cult aspect of that game is I feel like because it's on PlayStation, right? I'm not sure how that will transition. Maybe it maybe it will transition really well. I just I don't see it. And I don't really know what the Navita deep learning system has to do with any of this. Like how does I just I'm lost completely on that. I think that uh I think you make a good point about Sackboy. I don't I don't know how much success that'll have. Maybe maybe it maybe it will be extremely popular on PC. Like Sackboy is one of those games like always interests me. Like I've seen Sackboy on sale on PS5 for like $30 a handful of times. And every time I've almost thought about doing it. But then I'm like, oh, it's going to come to, you know, like we were talking about last week, I had that thought of like, oh, it's going to come to PlayStation Plus Extra at some (laughs) point, you know? So I've always just kind of held off on that. But I'm the thing that really stands out to me the most with these PC releases is just the cadence with how quickly that they're starting to get these things out. And we kind of knew that that was coming. We've talked about that on the show, but it's just kind of amazing to see how quickly that they've sped things up Um, just from a few months ago, buying the Nix's studio that does PC ports. That's all they do. They did the Spider-Man one in August to to now fast forward, and here we are with these. We don't know who is porting these games yet in terms of Sackboy and and, uh, the other one, Returnal. We don't know if, like House Mark is doing it th- themselves, or if Nixus is doing something, I'm sure they're helping regardless. But uh, they're really cooking with these things. Um, I think that our thoughts originally that you and I talked about of like, hey, 12 to 18 months on these games is like the window, and once you get that, then they're going to start coming to PC. Uh, that seems to be pretty true so far. You know, Sackboy is obviously longer than that, but Returnal was April of last year, so you're talking about you know mm-hmm. right at uh, 18 months basically so that seems to be like the the minimum but good it doesn't really f- affect us because we're not pc master race but at the end of the day it's a good thing because it's money back into hopefully the responsible pockets of playstation <laughs> to continue giving us the content that we want you just just imagine for a second that it is uh nixus porting these like that's yeah. a hell of a turnaround for being bought integrated and turning <laughs> games around like if that's the case they went out and bought yeah. Like they went out and traded for Michael Jordan in his prime and put him in the middle of like the fucking Spurs and just let him go loose. Like mm-hmm. that, if that's the case, like how did other companies miss them? If they are that competent, that is wild. Um, I agree. I, I just it's hard to imagine that's the case. Like you said, Housemark must be doing sure. it, but like for Returnal, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe not. Who knows? That'd be one hell of a return on investment if you buy these guys in the spring and they get you can get three or four. PC ports out of them in yeah. you know eight. I mean, months. you know they're doing Miles Morales. Sure, I so, would think so. That makes yeah, sense. I just it's just crazy to me if that's really them doing all this. Number four, PlayStation revealed the lineup of games coming to the PlayStation Plus Essential tier for October this week. Arcade Racer Hot Wheels Unleashed will be available on both PS4 and PS5. DC Universe Fighting Game Injustice Two will be available for PS4, and time bending first person shooter Super Hot will also be available on PS4 as well. All three titles can be claimed and downloaded starting on October the 4th. So what do you think about this month's offerings? I actually like it. I agree. I'll check out Hot Wheels for sure. I know you guys played it and enjoyed it, so I'll check it out and see what it's about. It's fun. Injustice, says people seem to like that game online. No issues there. I think, you know, I mean, I'd rather play Multiverses at this point, but I could see why you want to play Injustice. <laughs> And then of course Super Hot's like has is like a cult game, especially on VR. So I think that I think that's pretty dope. I think they did really good this month. I think it's a really solid month too. I think, you know, Super Hot's been one of those games that I've always been curious about, but never played it. Um, you know, you and I have talked about on the show at one point, maybe even years ago, about how we we thought we both think that game looks cool. Yep. Um, but we've just never, you know, pulled the trigger on it. Injustice two is a cool game. I think I played all of this of the story, like campaign mode for that game. Um, which is a neat concept for a fighting game, but that's made by the same people who make Mortal Kombat. So just to give you an idea, it's pretty cool. It's cool to be, you know be able to kind of beat uh, beat Joker's ass with a Batman and vice versa, and just the moves and every move sets for all the fighters characters are really cool. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed definitely uh, worth downloading and playing. 
especially if you're on PS5. The game's gorgeous and uh, it's a fun arcade racer and it's just very nostalgic to be able to unlock a lot of the old uh, Hot Wheels cars, you know, that we had growing up and then race with them and and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool. I definitely recommend trying that one. If if nothing else, if you download it, I may have to re-download it too to play some online shit. Number five, Travis, we also have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Feel free to jump in here. The very first nugget is not PlayStation related at all, but nevertheless. First nugget, Google Stadia is shutting down in January on the 18th. Uh, Google announced today. I think it was today, maybe yesterday. doesn't matter. The cloud streaming service seemed doomed from the very beginning. And Google is also refunding, believe it or not, every purchase that anybody made related to Stadia. Bought a founders wow. bought a founders edition like me. They're going to refund it. Bought games on Stadia. They're going to refund it. Paid for a subscription on Stadia. They're going to refund it. And they said they should all be processed by the middle of January. So, uh, RIP to Stadia. And I thought that that was worth mentioning because that is the first cloud gaming service to go down. Perhaps mm-hmm. the last. You know, Google has a history of killing things, but also I thought that was wild that they're going to refund everybody everything. Sad to see it go crazy that you're going to get all your money back and you can buy PSVR 2 now. Oh, oh, on God. All right, next nugget. HBO released the first trailer for their television adaptation of The Last of Us this week, and it looked fucking incredible. The trailer has already been viewed more than 15 million times on Twitter and 5 million times on YouTube, probably even more so because this was a few days ago that I wrote that note, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched it. I know you're not into the game at all, obviously, and and certainly not zombies per se. Um, yeah, not. I mean, you kind of are a little bit, but uh, that the, the fucking show looks incredible. It looks <laughs> like it's going to be their next big thing. Pedro Pascal's great. I'll watch him in anything. Mm-hmm. So that's that draws me in a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit worried that like if you aren't familiar with The Last of Us, that you'll just see that you'll just see like a Walking Dead ripoff. Hmm. I'm afraid that people who don't know any better will see that and think that without really processing what they're seeing in the trailer. Yeah, I could see that. The color scheme really is what I see sure. when I think about it. I don't know, but like yeah, no, parents, I get it. if they see that trailer, they're going to be like, what, what, another zombie thing? Like They're not going to realize kind of what it is. Sure. No, I get that. I understand what you're saying. I think that's what you just said is why we're not getting another Days Gone game. Because that's kind of came and went. And the only one that can really get away with it right now and maybe in the future for Sony at least is The Last of Us. Next nugget. Destruction All-Stars released a new season of content this week called Survive. It features the return of the stockpile game mode, new special rules modes for classic playlists, new competitive mode rewards, and a new All-Star pass. A new Gran Turismo update, update 1.23. It's convenient. Dropped this week and added three new cars. The Volkswagen IDR19, the Nissan Silvia K's Type S 1994, and the Porsche Vision, Porsche Vision, excuse me, Gran Turismo Spider, which looks pretty dope. The update also added two new scapes for pictures: California 2 and Tokyo 2. Is this uh, doing anything for you? Um, yeah, none of us want scapes. <laughs> and the Gran Turismo Spider, like they do these Gran Turismo concept cars, which they look cool, but like yeah. with the one, those of us that race, like we don't ever use that. We don't ever use that. You know if they. If they put the car in a type in a daily A race that we can like rent one and drive it, sure. But even then, like the race isn't going to be fun to do. But that that Nissan Silvia car, dude, it's like a classic, and you've seen that car before. It's a like it's a legit rice burner. Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, it's it's what you think of. You know, it's Tokyo Drift. It's one of those cars. Uh, that car is really cool. That'd be a fun car to have to goof around in on the weekends. But the, I don't know. It's not really that exciting to me. It's just like. Like the cars, like the Nissan, like I end up with them in my garage in my collection just because I want to have them. I don't actually like race them or drive them really mm-hmm. ever. Like it's just, it's just nice to own them. Like it's weird. It's like a, it's like a collectible that I'll get on my fucking tier system when I enroll in four days. I get it. It's it's like me having 10 horses in Red Dead Online. So yeah, it's like no it. point. <laughs> I can only ride one horse at a time, but I have 10. Anyway, next nugget. Dreams will get a Halloween-themed event called All Hallows, The Land of Lost Dreams, starting on October the 20th, if anyone cares. Website Gaming Nexus, those guys over there, reported that publishers Electronic Arts and Koei Tecmo revealed a new monster hunting game called Wild Hearts. 
It's developed by Omega Force, the people who make the Warriors and uh, the Dynasty Warriors games, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be set in fantasy feudal Japan. It can be played in co-op for up to four players, and it is launching February 17th on PS5. Could be cool. It could. It could. It looks better than Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter looks like over-the-top Japanesey. Mm-hmm. This looks still Japanesey, but easy-peasy Japanesey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like they made Dynasty Warriors. It makes you feel like, you know, yeah, those are sick. Some, yeah, there's some little like there's a familiarity there, and I think there's an understanding of kind of Western audiences there. I agree. I think the influence of EA helps that for sure. Oh, well, of microtransactions. Oh, oh, for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah, book it. Also, Ubisoft has delayed pirate game Skull and Bones yet again. Travis, your game this time to March the ninth. They blamed the delay on polish and balancing, of course. Skull and Bones was originally announced in 2017 and was released, I'm sorry, was scheduled to release on November the 8th, just one day prior to God of War Ragnarok's launch. So that, mm-hmm. that seemed like a recipe for disaster anyway, but now it's coming out in March. Yeah, it's, you know, it, this has been a, a much more fun train wreck to watch than Cyberpunk was. Because <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. hurt a little bit, even though I didn't play it. Like, it just hurt. It was like, God, we were so close to having this great thing. But this has been great. Like we knew from the jump, it was gonna suck ass. And like the first time we heard about it, we were like, "Wow, this could be like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean and all everything yeah. that was great about Black Flag, right?" And then the next time we heard about it, we we're like, "Oh no, this is a shit show. This is gonna be great. Let's watch it burn down." And it just, mm-hmm. it's every. It seems like once a month we get something else about it that just adds to the story. Yeah, I love I, it. I, so I love it. Watch it come out and be like one of the best games of the year. Some crazy Please. shit. Or like it'll come out as shit. Ubisoft will support it for one or two years so they don't get Singapore sticked, and then it'll be like amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next nugget: the Dark Pictures anthology Man of Madon and Little Hope received free next gen upgrades this week. Although the PlayStation Plus versions of those games are not eligible, of course. Also, sci-fi twin stick roguelite shooter I See Red will be coming to consoles at some point in the future, following its release on PC on October the fourth. Action-adventure game TriFox was announced to launch on October the 13th for PS4 and PS5. Free-to-play shooter The Finals from Embark Studios. The team of former Battlefield devs released its first gameplay trailer this week, and it was straight hot fire. I hope you all watched it. I sent it to you. It looks so fucking good. Yeah, you hated my comment. What was your comment? Oh, something about Battlefield? No, I said, which Overwatch is it? (laughs) Oh my god, don't even start with that shit. No, it does look cool. I was just busting your balls. <laughs> so some media, or not, some content creators like Skill Up, who's a big reviewer in Australia, and then some other people like Westy, who I think does like Battlefield and Call of Duty content, they've been doing like a close like preview or alpha or something this week, and they've, they have both said that it's fucking dope. So yeah. that's a good sign. Something about it made me feel like Splitgate when I was watching it. Um something weird about it not like the portals and this that and the other but something about like the way i was looking at things and kind of mm-hmm. maybe the angle that they were jumping on it reminded me of like how you can kind of hop a little bit on that but no it looks interesting it, it it's free to play like it's let's why are we not playing it you know what i mean yeah this yeah good point the embark studios they're they're one to watch because they're all that they're also the studio that has that arc raiders third person free to play game that looks really dope that they mm-hmm. premiered at the game awards last december mm-hmm. And so they've, they've got some good shit coming. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Next nugget, horror mystery game, Sharon's Kate, uh, Sharon's Staircase is launching <laughs> October the 28th on PS4 and PS5. What a horror Sharon is. <laughs> Taiwanese horror game, The Bridge Curse Road to Salvation was announced to be coming to consoles sometime in the first half of 2023. How are they making games if they're not a country? Exactly. That's a fair question. We ought to ask China. Let's ask Tencent. Also, website Video Games Chronicle reported that a new Silent Hill game has been raided in South Korea called Silent Hill The Short Message. The game's publisher was listed as Uniana, a company which regularly publish, publishes Konami games in Korea. So that's uh, that's happening. There's been some scuttlebutt that is... Or you told me that, didn't you? About It's related to your cell phone texting or some shit? Yeah. Is that like, real? Were you... Yeah, no, that was real. Like, like it's okay. it's not your actual phone, but like, there's like a text screen in the game while you're moving around, and the text oh. adds to the story arc. So when I first read it, I was like, "He's gonna fucking text me," which right, we, right, which I would hate but love at the same time. But 
yeah it, like this the stuff i saw the screenshots actually showed like while you're moving mm-hmm. down a corridor you're looking at your phone interesting and it's like you get a text and it's like look behind you I'm like fuck no i'm not <laughs> i'm gonna turn the game off <laughs> right also the director and president of developer team ninja told the site that they are the site as in video games chronicle that they are open to outsourcing a new ninja guide and if quote unquote all the pieces fit Modern Warfare 2 developer Infinity Ward outlined what changes they are working on ahead of the game's launch and following last weekend's beta. The studio is planning further adjustments to enemy footstep audio, enemy visibility, weapon tuning, and potential changes to disbanding lobbies. Infinity Ward also revealed that it was the most popular beta ever for a Call of Duty game, with the most players, the most hours played, and the most matches played ever. Impressive. It is, and I'm glad they're changing all of that. Except sure. for maybe the disbanding lobbies. I was okay with that, even though the world didn't seem to be, but I was okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. That way you don't just keep getting just, you know, yeah. We've been there. screwed. Yeah. yeah. We need a new batch. We're getting our shit pushed in. But yeah. the good thing about it is when you find a shitty batch, man, you just hold on to them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do <laughs> miss holding on to the shitty batches and just crushing their souls. Also, the 17 year old arrested for last week's Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks has pleaded not guilty the charges of computer misuse in the United Kingdom. The judge referred the case to a higher court in the country as things begin to heat up for said hacker. So good luck. I wouldn't say he misused the computer. That seems vague. Right. I think he used sure, it greatly. Sure. Like, I think he overused it, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. Also, Blizzard confirmed that new players in Overwatch 2 will be required to play 100 matches to unlock all of the game's original heroes. Other features like in-game chat and competitive mode will be locked behind requirements as well for new players, as the developer says they attempt to ease new players into the game. And uh, they're also going to require that you have a phone number, a cell, a phone number listed to sign up to play Overwatch 2, and they said that this is in an effort to combat cheaters. I guess you're going to get a text message to verify your phone number, so mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Are they owned by Tencent? Because it sounds like China just wants your phone number. No kidding. They're getting ready to be owned by Microsoft. I don't think I trust those motherfuckers either. No. Microsoft is, is American Tencent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Diablo 4 beta invites began going out this week with players able to test a variety of in-game content. New audio files data mined from Multiverses have discovered voice lines for a Mark Hamill-voiced Joker, Sweet. which is no doubt coming to the game. Sorry, dope. Uh... Speaking of multiverses, a new update to the game has made it twice as long to level up fighters. A move developer player first game said is to quote unquote make it a bit more of a journey. Hmm. Player first, my asshole. <laughs> a Far Cry 6 leak has revealed an unannounced expansion called Lost Between Worlds and a so called Game of the Year edition. That's pretty bold. Did you have to win? Anybody... <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't know if anybody gave. Uh, Far Cry 6 it's game of the year but maybe it did they didn't even get a vote like you gotta be in the tournament man yeah bold strategy also pre-orders for God of War Ragnarok special edition dual sense are now available if you're interested publisher Take Two Interactive has terminated its publishing agreement with developer People Can Fly for their new action adventure IP codenamed Project Dagger which was which has been in development for the last two years The project was led by Just Cause 3 director Roland Lesterlin. People Can Fly has said it will continue to work on the project on its own terms and that the game is currently being migrated from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. As promised, a new Assassin's Creed Valhalla update has added the final three Tombs of the Fallen as they bring their post-launch content to an end. Battlefield 2042 dropped a new update this week which brought a reworked version of the Renewal map, the Polaris Razor Vehicle, and three new vault weapons brought over from the game's portal mode. I uh, have not got to play the new map yet, but hopefully this weekend. Mm -hmm. E3 is set to return in 2023 as both an in-person and digital event. Reed Pop, the organizer of the event, says the convention will run from June 13th to June 16th, with two days of consumer events and two days of business events. What what is a Reed Pop? Is that a human or is that a business? It's a business that runs like conventions and shit. Do you want to go? Like, I think they do. I think they do like Comic Con or some shit. We should go. I'd love to, but here's the problem: I want. I don't want to go, and then like nobody be there. And I don't mean humans. I mean like no PlayStation, 
Oh, you know, yeah, the yeah. only person, the only one that's there is Microsoft, like fart noise. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> PlayStation won't be there. I can promise you that. Oh, never mind. It used to be so much yeah. fun. Yeah, I know. If they ever do a PlayStation experience again where they do like their own thing, I would definitely love to do that. Next nugget, Japanese publisher Atlas is suing fans who revived the long shutdown servers to their MMO Shin Megami Tensei Imagine Online. Got him. Okay. For, just imagine doing that in the first place. Right. I, I say right. It's like people who, I guess, are still modding, like the college football revamp guys. Yeah, true. I feel like this is similar. Yeah, it is. That's true. It's a good point. Also, YouTube channel Macho Nacho Productions got their hands on a PS5 development kit and did an overview video, if that sort of thing interests you. BlazBlue fighting game series creator Toshimichi Mori has left developer Arc System Works after almost two decades with the studio. CD Projekt Red announced that Cyberpunk 2077 has crossed 20 million units sold, which is up from 18 million sold that they reported back in April doing very well hell of a bounce back the double kickstarter campaign for armed fantasia and penny blood from the developers of cult rpgs wild arms and shadow hearts has added the legendary music composers nobuo umatsu who is the composer of final fantasy and kenji ito who is the composer of the saga projects or the saga games i'm sorry also, Life Sim game at Disney Dreamlight Valley will receive its first major update sometime in October, and it will be focused on Lion King-themed content. Publisher Sega, or Sega, or Sega, has announced that they are working on their first blockchain game using its IP in partnership with the Japanese blockchain company Double Jump Tokyo. Whatever that means. No idea. Ubisoft announced that it is working on a new co-op shooter codenamed Project U. The French publisher, publisher said the game, quote, Explored, explores a new concept of session-based co-op shooter where many players unite to prevail against an overwhelming threat, end quote. The game is in early development and will hold its first closed playtest on PC only in Western Europe, and those interested can register now on the Ubisoft website. Also, Chinese company NetEase Games has hired Watch Dogs 1 and 2 creative director Jonathan Morin to lead a new Montreal-based studio the company has founded. Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, via their company Savvy Games Group, will invest an additional $37.8 billion in in the games industry uh, via acquisitions, including approximately $13 billion to acquire what they call a quote-unquote leading game publisher, according to Saudi state media. And the Saudi crown prince himself gave comment for a press release in between beheadings. (laughs) In between beheadings. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Taiwan's not is a real country too. We'll just get banned from every place with fucking yeah, ban me from all those fucking places with all these fucking tyrants. Also, website gamesindustry.biz reported that Conan Chop Chop Studio Mighty Kingdom has begun laying off staff after reporting net losses double that of its annual revenue. <laughs> it's pretty pretty good re- uh, recipe for success. Visual arts outsourcing company Technicolor is splitting its visual effects and game studios off into an independent company called Technicolor Creative Studios. Jeff Keighley announced that this year's Game Awards will be open to the public for the first time since 2019. Tickets will go on sale November the 1st. Website PushSquare reported that, according to insider Tom Henderson, Disney plans to release a new Star Wars game every six months, one AAA and one smaller title. God fucking kill me they they're so bad they're just destroying their ip i don't know what they're doing henderson also reported that uh, this week that the next need for speed game subtitled unbound is scheduled to release on december the 2nd and that a reveal is imminent it's going to have rapper asap rocky in it as well if that means anything to you is it like his music or like he's driving i have no, i don't know maybe both i, I don't know <laughs> Also, Square Enix RPG Valkyrie Elysium will take around 20 hours to complete, will feature multiple endings, and will receive a free content update in early October. I think it's out already, actually. I think it's out of as of right now. Upcoming Souls-like game Woe Long Fallen Dynasty will not have difficulty options and is quote-unquote not an easy game, according to producer Masaki, Masaaki Yamajiwa. Masaaki Yamajiwa. Gotta be it, right? Adventure game sequel Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals has been delayed to 2023. Developer Night School Studio announced 
The third season of Netflix's The Witcher television series will release next summer, while the spinoff miniseries called Blood Origin will release on Christmas Day. And I uh, have a theory that we're going to get the Witcher 3 next-gen version around the same time that that show comes out in December. Also, Infinity Ward confirmed that Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0 can be separate downloads, meaning that if you want to download Modern Warfare 2 and leave off Warzone to save your hard drive space, you can. Kena, Bridge of Spirits, received its free anniversary update this week on PS4 and PS5. It features a new game plus mode, additional outfits, the Spirit Guide trials, and more. 2D side-scrolling multiplayer hero shooter Squad Blast will be coming to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future, and it looks very cool. Very cool. Everybody's Golf servers officially went offline this week, Travis. R.I.P. Nobody's Golf. (laughs) Nobody's Golf now. Look at me. It's Nobody's Golf now. Day of the Devs will hold an indie game showcase on November the 3rd, streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Apex Legends will get a new seasonal event called Fight or Fright for four weeks starting October the 4th. The upcoming Dead Space remake will use a one-shot camera like 2018's God of War. PlayStation Plus subscribers can claim a free pack for Fall Guys on the PlayStation Store with 2,300 kudos and new costumes. Jet, the Far Shore, is getting a free DLC campaign sometime in early 2023. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that new job listings at developer from software suggest Armored Core 6 might be on the way. One listing referred to designing characters and quote-unquote mecha. Seems that, uh, that seems like a pretty foregone conclusion if that's the case. Well, if they're in mecha, the Saudi prince might be buying that. <laughs> True. God almighty. It's good. Also, the upcoming Gotham Knights from Warner Brothers Games, will require players to complete the story with each of the game's four characters to see everything on offer from a story perspective. Jesus Christ. It's a lot to ask, but it's a cool idea, but it's a lot. Even if it's 20 hours a character, you're, talking, you're asking somebody to play the game for 80 hours. Yeah, I mean, if it's God. a 10-hour game, okay, but like like 10-hour yeah, total, like, like three hours a character. <laughs> like, get fucked. Also, insider Imran Khan has claimed that Microsoft has discussed acquisition offers with major Japanese publishers and other smaller studios, but it is unclear if any deals have been made at this point. Not a shock. They've been trying to get into Japan for a long time now. American horror anthology TV series Creepshow is getting a video game adaptation, according to Variety. I've never heard of this in my life. A Plague Tale Requiem will, will support up to 300,000 rats on screen at one time in the PS5 version of the game, Travis. Nice. I know you're excited about that. That's perfect. Yeah. Also, website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Black Desert Online, Genshin Impact, Capcom Fighting Collection, The Division 2, Cana Bridge of Spirits, <laughs> fuck the Division, Multiversus, Path of Exile, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Battlefield 2042, Rust Console Edition, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Warzone, tell Tiny Tim I'm not coming home this Christmas, Warzone, Gran Turismo 7, and Terraria. Also, Ryuga Gotoku Studio producer Masayoshi Yokoyama says the Yakuza developer is interested in making online games as a service. They're interested. Good or bad? They're interested in doing everything with Yakuza about. They're talking about that. (laughs) Last week, they're having somebody else make their games. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think the Yakuza's behind Yakuza. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> they're just money, they're laundering money through all the Yakuza games. That's that's awesome. Actually, that's a great idea. I mean, really, it is. Welcome to 2022. Next nugget. Online servers for Codemasters Racer Onrush closed down this week due to the servers hosting service GameSpark likewise closing down. A website called Angstronomics has reported that the newest PS5 model utilizes a 6 nanometer Oberon microchip, while the other older models use a 7 nanometer chip. The site estimates that Sony has been able to re- reduce manufacturing costs by as much as 12% due to the change, but they'll be happy to raise the price by 12% for you for that PS5, by the way. Developer Steel City Interactive has renamed its boxing game Esports Boxing Club Travis to Undisputed and also uh, released a new gameplay alpha video featuring a full round of boxing. It's a much better name. I agree. Thank God. Also, website Gamatsu reported that fighting game DNF Duel received a bug patch this week with a balancing patch set to release in December. Horror adventure games Clay and Clay 2, I guess that's how you say it, released on PS4 on September the 30th. 
Capcom released a free update for the Capcom Fighting Collection that I referenced just a moment ago. It introduces several quality of life improvements and accessibility options. Life simulation game Sword and Fair Sword and Fair in Two will release on PS4 and PS5 in early 2023. It's got to be Sword and Sword and Fairy. I'm pretty sure Sword and Fairy in Two. I don't know. Also, roguelike turn-based RPG Sea Horizon will release on PS4 and PS5 sometime early next year. Shatter Remastered Deluxe, a 4K remaster of the 2009 Brick Breaker, will launch on November the 2nd for PS4 and PS5. The King of Fighters 15 DLC characters, how, oh boy, Maru, Nako Ruru, and Darley Dagger will release on October the 4th. What the fuck? Dark Fantasy Adventure Game The Inquisitor will launch on PS5 in the fourth quarter of next year, publisher Calypso Media announced. That game, Travis, is in an alternate history, I guess, if you will, where Jesus Christ got down off the cross. I'm not exaggerating. He he avoided execution, crucifixion, and he formed this band of inquisitors who now go and uh, murder people, basically, then murder uh, priests and shit and whatever. What a turn. Did yeah. uh so everybody still has all of our original sin. How did all of this how did how did this work? I don't know. Guess you're gonna have to play the game and find out. Mm. Also, JRPG Souls of Kronos from publisher Astro Lab Games and developer Futu Studio was announced for consoles. Accessible 2D roguelite adventure game Falling Out will launch on PS4 and PS5 on October the 6th. Metroidvania shoot-em-up game The Night Witch will launch on PS4 and PS5 on November the 29th. Side-scrolling run-and-gun platformer Planet Cube Edge will release on PS4 and PS5 in early 2023. Arcade Racer Inertial Drift Twilight Rivals Edition will come to PS5 on October the 20th. Japanese horror RPG The Witch's House MV will come to PS4 on October the 13th. Hack and slash side-scrolling roguelike game Oblivion Override was announced for consoles, but no release date was given. First-person time manipulation puzzle game The Entropy Center will launch on PS4 and PS5 on November the 3rd. And finally, Gamatsu reported that publisher Nacon has delayed a rally racing game at WRC Generations from October the 13th to November the 3rd. And that is all for the news this week. I'm going to turn it over to Travis now for what is one of the longest list of new game releases that I've seen. All right. 26, we had free-to-play Century Age of Ashes. So Age of Ashes. Download Age of Ashes and play with dragons from um, Game of Thrones. Hmm. On the 27th, we have Hoko Life, Moon Scars, Trails from Zero, Tunic, mm-hmm. Watcher yep. Chronicles, World of Outlaws Dirt Racing. On the 28th, we have Death Burst, Let It Die. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, the 29th, we have a Pico. I think you just rescued beaten dogs. I think that's what that is. We have mm-hmm. Brewmaster, Despot's Game, Let's Build a Zoo, uh, One Hell of a Ride. Yeah, it was. That, that, could be, that could be like one game, Let's Build a Zoo, One Hell of a Ride. <laughs> the Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, Post Void, Sam and Max Beyond Space and Time Remastered, and Sam and Max Save the World Remastered. Undungeon, Valkyrie Elysium. That's been out 35 times. Yeah. Uh, we also have Work From Home. On the 30th, we have Arrowheart, Blade Assault, Bunny Park, Caffeine, Victoria's Legacy. Wow, thanks for that, Victoria. We have, what you call us earlier? Clay? Clay right, 2? I'm going to say Clay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have FIFA 23, Lemon Cake. My Little Pony, uh, Maritime Bay Adventure, <laughs> uh, Paw Patrol uh, Grand Prix, and Nyad. Sure. Nyad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. FIFA 23, definitely the biggest release this week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, either either that or um, Century, of Age, uh, Century of Asses is definitely the free-to-play game of the week. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, I'll have some more to say about that shortly, but uh, yeah, FIFA 23 is a big one. Tunic is a big one. I think that's pretty critically acclaimed. Let's see. Hoko Life is like a life sim game. Valkyrie Elysium is kind of like a seven from what I've read, but people seem to enjoy the combat. Uh, what else? Nyad, that last game there. That's a game you should look up. Uh, not you specifically, but you, the royal you. It's uh, it's very cool. It's like a, it looks like a watercolor hand painted game in motion. It's very unique. I don't think I've ever seen a game with that art style. Um, so I think it's worth looking up just for, for that reason alone. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's all for the new games this week. We'll start to wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. What's on your mind? What we play? We played, of course, the Modern Warfare beta. Mm-hmm. definitely was much more hit or miss this week um, up and down all over the place but like I said when it's good it's good so nothing too fun there I've been having fun with the shock like the shock uh, the thing you throw at shocks people I love that it's also hilarious to me like if you get too close to it that you'll just start shooting your gun like <laughs> uncontrollably yeah. you gotta just pulls the trigger it's hilarious but yeah, it, I, I ran into a lot more people that were jumping around and it irritates me immensely and once you learn how to use that 50 cal sniper, it's pretty gnarly, but you gotta, there's a bit of a learning curve to it, at least for me. Uh, the first time I used it, um, I, I think I used all of my bullets and it hit like two people. I didn't kill anybody either. I was, I was like, I couldn't figure out how to lead them. I was all over the place. Um, but once you get it, it, right. it, it's pretty, it's not as intuitive as like the battlefield sniping for me, but uh, that's typical with battlefield versus Call of Duty for me. That's not anything new, but, um, yeah, it's awesome. So, no no complaints there. Um, we played Hell Let Loose. Uh, wanted to try the night, the night version. Did we talk about this last week, or did we play since then? Um, no, this is the first time we played. I think it was this week. Okay, well, like we loaded to the game, and but we loaded to the game after I spent what? No, that was that, that was that was the beta where we spent 30 minutes trying to get the fucking PlayStation to work. Cause it decided the land cable wasn't connected, even though it fucking was but anyway. <laughs> so we play hell let loose and you know, we get into a game and you know, we spawn and doing all that stuff. And you know, from the start, it was everything I remembered that I liked. Like it's just the visuals and the audio is just so good. Like, and there was mortars hitting and the lighting at night with the mortars, like it just looked fucking good. Like all of it, you know. And then like I, I still can't get over the sound design of you know, yeah. you're crouching through the bushes and you hear stuff whizzing by you and like the way the screen like will blur and stuff, you can kinda like it's like you can feel the bullets in a sense. Um but that being said, I suck ass. I I, I didn't even get a kill. Um, I had some assists, but like I was having trouble tracking people when I saw them, uh, most of the time I would just die and I had no idea where it came from. And it wasn't like I got shot a couple of times and I didn't turn around. No, it was like I'm moving and you just hear a clink and I'm dead. Cause like my, my head got blown off and you hear the bullet hit the, hit the, uh, <laughs> yeah. So no idea. The team we were on, we made some progress and lost some progress, which is pretty typical of that game. So like, I didn't feel like our team was bad, but then it got to, we were at this part where, I'd snuck around this like little farm and there's people running across the field and I couldn't hit them. Like I couldn't, I couldn't lead them. I couldn't track them. And it, it felt, it just like, I have been away from the game for too long to be useful. Basically is what I felt like I needed. Yeah. You know, I need a week to just sit down and play it and I'll be, you know, mediocre. I'll be able to at least be competitive, but like, man, I was just, I was fucking useless and like it was just it was the worst I think that's all I played this week I don't think I did anything else I played Battlefield I don't remember it but so I, don't, I don't think I actually did but I think that's all I really got into this week um, I downloaded Century of Asses so I can so I can try that mm-hmm. I think I downloaded something else but I haven't had a chance to play it yet I'll have to look well where should I pick up here I'll, I'll just start with Battlefield. I have been playing some Battlefield. Played some last night, actually, because the new challenges came out for the week. Played Rush, actually, which is different. Uh, not, not Conquest or Breakthrough. So I played some Rush last night, and I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. The maps are really kind of, like, focused in. Played it on the, the Stranded map, which is the one with a big tanker ship in the middle. Yeah, that was good. And then 
I played some NBA 2K23 this week, just kind of off and on here and there. Nothing really to say about that. Still really enjoying it. I have a full purple amethyst starting lineup, which is like all players in the low 90s. So that's pretty good. But yeah, I've been in and out of that. The thing I played the most was the Modern Warfare 2 beta last weekend and really, really enjoy that. And uh, I think you'll be able to tell that from the video that I posted on YouTube today. I found a gun that I really love, the Icarus LMG. It's a beast. But uh, I can't wait for that game. Very excited. Huh? It is. Yeah, it's so good. I bet they'll I bet they'll they'll nerf it or some shit. I, I can't imagine that they won't, but uh yeah, so only a, a little less than a month to uh to wait for Modern Warfare 2. So excited about that. We'll actually have the campaign here in about three weeks uh, on the twentieth. So well if you pre order anyway. But I played a game called What Remains of Edith Finch, which is a PlayStation Plus extra game. Uh, the PS5 version is on there, and it's a game that I've heard people say or read in articles that's like one of the the best games of all time or one of their favorite games ever. So I was like, okay, I need to see what's going on here. It is a walking simulator. Basically, you're just walking through and like, it's an interactive story, basically is what it is. And I got to say, I've never played anything quite like it. It's very unique, uh, at least in terms of what I normally play. It was it was quite good. I don't think it's one of the best games that I've ever played, but I thought that the story was really good, very interesting, very interesting execution. It's like all these little like kind of uh, I'm gonna say tales, like tales within the story uh, that you kind of figure out what happened to this family, the Finch family. So uh, yeah, I mean I can recommend playing it. It only took it's only like a three hour game, very short and sweet and to the point. And uh, one interesting note is that uh, Neil Druckmann the co-president of Naughty Dog was a playtester on that game. I thought that was interesting. He was in the credits. I played a game called Yars Recharged. Mm -hmm. So I got this actually through the website uh, that we had a code for it. And so it is a twin stick shooter. It's a remake apparently of an old Atari game. And it is a twin stick shooter and it is pretty dope. Uh, You know, I love twin stick shooters, but it's like a, kind of like a it's just a really old school like arcade atari game for lack of a better word they that they remade and uh it's it's it was really fun i ended up playing it for like an hour and i didn't even realize it so played that and then i dabbled again yet again in some destruction all-stars uh they put out the new the new update uh, but i actually played before the update you know that game is good um, there's hardly anybody playing it and I don't know if they'll ever make the game free to play, but it probably needs that played hell at loose. Like you said, we played a night map and I texted you the next day and said that I, I didn't, en- I don't, I didn't enjoy it or at least don't remember. I didn't, I don't, en- didn't enjoy it as much as I remember enjoying hell at loose. I think part of that, like you were saying is, you know, that we'd kind of been away from it for a long time. So that didn't help. The fact that it was at night and I couldn't hardly see anybody. Um, And then I really think one of the big things, too, was, you know, not playing with our our, uh, people in that group that we have, like Sergeant Slaughter, etc. So that really takes the piss out of it, takes something away from it when you're just kind of just me and you in a party and, you know, there's the 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 squad's like not really doing anything so you take that teammate that kind of cooperative part of it out and it really changes the dynamic of the game so and then the last thing that I played was Century Age of Ashes uh the free to play game that you mentioned I actually think it's a pretty good game uh, especially for a free to play game but there's something not quite right about it that I can't put my finger on that I, I just don't know if it's like to one note like a little bit monotonous i'm not quite sure but i played it uh two or three different times and um i i've already deleted it so if you've downloaded it i'm sorry but um, i mean you can still try it and form your own opinion but i just it didn't like it was it was fine it was perfectly fine it was a perfectly fine game that didn't didn't get its hooks in me so i guess that's the best way i can describe it but uh it's you know it's worth checking out for anything free to play worth checking out so yeah that's it for me that's it for travis that's it for the show we'll get out of here now and uh, if you guys enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe 
so that you can get a new show delivered every Monday on your podcast feed or YouTube if you're listening there. Also, if you could leave us a rating or review, some stars, hearts, thumbs up, whatever it is, that'd be much appreciated. Even a written review or comment is huge. Uh, thumbs up and uh, yeah, thumbs up, and likes, whatever they call them on YouTube are very helpful. And uh, also, if you could share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy the show, that's a big, big help as well. And uh, also, don't forget to find us on social media. Would love to talk PlayStation with you. We're on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, Instagram as well, Facebook, and our blog is the DualSense Podcast.wordpress.com. So find us and let's chat a little bit. We'll get out of here now. You guys take care. Have a great week. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.